I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash malicious compliance, where people usually get exactly what they ask for out of spite. Guys, I hope you're ready for a super satisfying episode today. So kick your feet up, grab some snacks, grab your dog, and hit that subscribe button if you haven't, because we're diving in. This story actually happened in 2006, in my sophomore year of high school. We had just gotten a new principal that year, and he decided to completely change the dress code. One of the new rules was that any male who wore pants with belt loops absolutely had to be wearing a belt. Now, it was nearing the end of the year, and him and I had already had a few run-ins, which turned into him looking for any reason to write me up. The guy really didn't like me. Now, I'm not saying that I was an angel or anything, but most of it came from me not being intimidated by him and standing up for myself when I honestly hadn't done anything wrong. I overslept one morning, and I was in a rush. And when I got to school, I realized that the shorts I was wearing had belt loops, and I had forgotten to wear a belt. Now, I didn't really care, as the punishment for dress code violations was always a warning, unless it was recurring, and I had never done this before. When we were changing classes, I passed by the principal in the hallway and noticed him looking at my beltless pants. I didn't really feel like dealing with him at the moment, so I slipped around the corner and into the swarm of other students before he could call me out. When I got to my next class, immediately the intercom comes on. It was the principal, and he was making an announcement telling all the teachers to check all the boys' pants and send any boys breaking the dress code to detention for the rest of the day. Now this really ticked me off because I had never broken dress code before, and my pants weren't sagging, they weren't any absurd color, etc, etc. I was really upset because I wouldn't be eligible to play in the tennis match after school if I got detention. Luckily, my teacher wasn't in the classroom yet, but I knew I wasn't going to get out of it that easily. In a hasty decision, I run to the teacher's desk. I then took her pair of scissors and cut off every belt loop off my pants, much to the amusement of my classmates. The teacher came in a minute later, completely missing the announcement, but sure enough, the principal sticks his head in the door about 10 minutes later, after noticing my absence in detention. He tried to play it off like he came to talk to the teacher about something, and just so happens at that moment to notice my pants. With the smuggest look on his face, he says, Hey, did you wear a belt today? I tell him, no sir. Well then why aren't you in detention? Now at this, I stand up and reveal my newly tailored pants and said, Because I don't have belt loops, sir. Most of the class ended up losing it at this point, and if looks could kill, I'd be dead. There was nothing he could do though, because no one would admit that I had just cut them, and the rules clearly stated that it was only against the dress code if your pants had loops. This was not the end of our run-ins, but at least I won that round. Guys, OP is absolutely brilliant with this one. I'm glad I never went to a school with a dress code though, I would have hated it, as a lot of people in the comments of this post do say. And this one person says, So we had this rule in middle school too. Teachers always had heavy duty scissors or a roll of twine on their desks. You would either cut the loops or use string as a belt. Okay, so quite some time ago, I used to work at Walmart, and honestly, it was by far the worst job I've ever had. Now I could go on for hours about all the horror stories I have from that place, but one story in particular I feel is a good fit here. You see, the store I worked in had a rule. 
that if you see a spill, you are to guard the area to keep customers from slipping and falling. You were not to leave the spill for any reason while you flagged down another employee so they could fetch cleaning supplies. And I want to note that only managers and the cleaning crew had radios. Now I do understand the logic here, as a lawsuit would certainly cost much more than an hourly employee's time standing next to a spill until it was cleaned up. However, there's a few issues with this in practice. I worked the evening shift in the meat department, and most days, I was the only person in my department. I was situated between frozen foods and produce, which, more often than not, only had one-person shifts. This meant that I was the only person in my area of the store for about half my shift. If I came across a spill there, there was no telling how long I'd have to wait around for another employee to come by, because there was literally nobody else working in or around my area. Also, being in the meat department, we had multiple cleaning stations all around. One was always a few steps away. So one day while working alone, I noticed a small spill, so I stood next to it per procedure for about 10 minutes. Now in this time, nobody, customer nor coworker, had even entered my view. I couldn't help but think how dumb this was as I could see a cleaning station just on the other side of a bunker. I decided to throw in the flag and just go get the cleaning supplies and take care of it myself because even if a customer did come around, I could still see the spill and easily call out to them to watch their step. Unsurprisingly, I was able to make the round trip without any incidents. As I was cleaning it, a manager comes walking up to me and took notice of me. The manager says, what happened here? I told him, just the spill. I've got it all sorted. He then says to me, did you just happen to have cleaning supplies on you? I tell him no, but they were just right here. I was able to fetch them without losing sight of the spill. He then says, that's not how we do things here. Someone could have gotten hurt. At this I tell him no, as I could have called out to anybody who came near it. I was never more than a few steps away. The manager then says to me, doesn't matter. You should have stood next to the spill and waited for someone else to come by. Now this went on for a few minutes, but the manager was not budging, so I conceded. Now, that was not good enough for him, as he then proceeded to write me up for negligence and unsafe work practices. I was livid, but I was also a college student and I needed a job, so I just kept quiet and returned to my shift. About a week or two later, I was once again the only person working the corner of the store, and I happened upon another spill. This time, I shrugged and decided to guard it, as if my job depended on it. I checked my watch and noticed that I had about 3 hours left on my shift and I had a small laugh at the thought that I might be standing in that spot guarding a puddle instead of closing my department. So with that, I waited. 10 minutes passed, then 30 minutes passed, and then an hour passed. Around that time, I was bored out of my mind, but then I heard the call over the intercom system that made it so much more worth it. The person was saying, we need an associate from the meat department to the back for a truck. This was followed by a few other calls for other departments as their trucks were arriving as well. I started laughing out loud at this because I knew that this meant that the very few people that were likely to come by my department were now at the loading dock, unloading trucks, while I stood guard over my tiny puddle. A few minutes passed before I heard the second call. The second call said again, we need an associate from the meat department to the back for a truck. I just continued standing there counting the lights on the ceiling. One hour left on my shift, and there still had not been a single fellow employee walking by. I assumed that everybody was starting to finish up their own trucks by this point, and would likely soon have to start unloading my truck as well. I was watching the minutes go by in anticipation, trying to decide if someone would come find me before my shift ended or not. I then get my answer 15 minutes before the end of my shift. 
as the very same manager from before comes storming through the meat department and he was furious. We made eye contact and he storms over to me and he starts yelling how they've been calling for me to unload the truck and how they're now behind on schedule and so on. Once he took a deep breath long enough for me to speak, I said simply, can you go to the spill station and grab something to clean this up? I've been here for a while now. He then glanced down at the puddle next to me and I thought he was going to explode. The manager says to me, you mean to tell me that you didn't unload the truck because you were standing here looking at a spill? At this, I told him, yes. He then said, why didn't you just clean it up? I say to him, but leaving the spill would be unsafe for any customers. Besides, you wrote me up for doing that very thing recently, right? The manager then tosses his hands up in the air in defeat, and he walked the 15 steps away to the nearest spill station. He then returns with the supplies, and he promptly gave them to me to clean the spill myself. He then says to me, once you're done, go to the back loading dock and start on your truck. I tell him, I'm sorry, I only have about 10 minutes left on my shift. And as I've been standing here guarding the spill, I never got my second break, so I'm just gonna go to the break room for a bit before clocking out. You'll need to find someone else to close my department as well. At this, the manager just storms off in a rage. I cleaned up the spill, played on my phone in the break room for a bit, and clocked out with a smile on my face. I know that the manager just made someone else do all the work and wasn't personally affected by this, but knowing that I could be a thorn in his side was enough for me. This is malicious compliance at its finest, guys. And I love how OP just stood there for practically three full hours just hanging around counting the ceiling tiles. Like yeah, I do know that it's policy, but I also feel that the boss was definitely on some sort of a power trip there. Because I feel that he enforced that no walking away from a spill rule a little bit too hard. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Being Friday the 13th while waiting for my tattoo, I was reminded of a situation a few years ago. With my friend Liz, who's my primary tattoo artist, and an especially Karen-type lady and her Kyle-esque boyfriend, who both came in looking for cheap tattoos. For those who don't know, Friday the 13th is usually a cheap tattoo day, where a lot of tattoo parlors offer tattoos for $13. I watched the whole thing go down, but I wasn't involved, per se. So Liz was doing a quick custom job on me and my buddy Chris. I went second, so Liz and I could catch up. Karen and her boyfriend bypassed the massive line out the door and down the stairs, and they walked up to the artist area to try to skip the line. This was shut down pretty quick, and they were told that there's a huge wait in front of them, and they'll have to go to the back of the line. Well, Karen didn't like this one bit, and she starts to throw a fit. Like, legit, she tried to pull me out of the chair because, quote, He's getting what he wants, and I was here first. 
Now of course she wasn't. At this point, one of the artists had just finished and said, I'll take you two. Now we were kind of flabbergasted by this, but Liz got a huge grin on her face, so I knew something was up. I figured the dude would do a terrible job, go too deep, use the wrong needle, or just do something to royally mess up their day. But he did none of this. He pulls his flash sheet and said, okay, pick one. Karen then picks something and he asks where she wants it. She tells him she wants the tattoo on the back of her ankle, so the dude gets to work freehanding it, while Karen and her boyfriend kept looking at the line like they won something. Well, they did win something. The smallest tattoo that I've ever seen. Now this thing was no bigger than a dime, and from about 10 feet away, all I could see was a little black spot on her leg that looked more like a mole than a tattoo. And at this, Karen loses it. She's screaming about him assaulting her and forcing her to get a tattoo, and that they're gonna call the cops and everything. They then tried to skip out without paying. They were then rather impolitely informed that theft of service is a felony, and that cops are only 10 minutes away. They then tried to pay up the 13 bucks, but that's where the guy's brilliance really shone through. His sheet said custom at the top. All custom tattoos were $31. Not only did this lady have a very tiny and very intricately detailed tattoo, she only had a $50 bill on her. And they had a big sign at the register that simply said, no change. Karen ends up paying the shop minimum anyway, but she got her tattoo ahead of the line, which is what she wanted. Now I do love a good story where entitled Karens get what they deserve. And in this case, a lot of people agree that she did get what she deserved by trying to pull OP out of their chair. However, there's many people that say that this was a really scummy thing for the tattoo artist to have done, since tattoos are permanent. So guys, what do you think? Did this entitled Karen deserve it, or did the tattoo artist step over the line? Let's set the scene. This story happened a few years back. I have quite a few tattoos. Basically all my chest, my upper back, top half sleeves, and one on the inside of each forearm. These last two are what started it all. I worked for a cinema chain for a long time. I've always had tattoos. I landed myself a management role. The standard uniform was a black shirt and black trousers. Now, I do prefer a short sleeve shirt due to being a bigger guy and cinemas are bloody hot. Now, my site manager quite liked my tattoos and other quirks that I had. My area manager, however, did not. She would often come into the site, walk past eight other staff members with full sleeve tattoos and make a beeline straight towards me. She would then state that my tattoos need to be covered up, and that they're not offensive, just a lot of people don't like them. Now my tattoos aren't offensive at all, they're just patterns. She then informs me that I had to wear long sleeve shirts to cover them up, otherwise I would face disciplinary action. Now I had read the employee handbook a few times because of the other petty crap, so I know that it was the manager's decision, but she had decided to overrule it. What she forgot, however, was that normal retail staff had to wear black. Management were allowed to wear white, but nobody did it because it was hard to keep clean. So what did I do? I went out to buy the thinnest, cheapest, most see-through white long-sleeve shirt that I could find. Now, if only you could have seen her face when she came in the next day, and I'm basically wearing a shirt more see-through than tracing paper. All of my tattoos are on show for everybody to see, while I stood behind the tills talking to customers. Needless to say, I got to wear my short-sleeved black shirt again after that. Backtrack about four years ago, when I was about to leave my small village to begin the roller coaster that would be university. I had been working in a delightful pub for a couple of years, and the week before I left for university, the owners of the establishment decided that they would give me a lovely, yet rather expensive gift. 
The gift would be that on my last night in the pub before leaving, I would be allowed to pour myself however many pints I wanted on the condition that I didn't serve any customers. As the night goes on, I drink more of my free pints, and I have to decline a few customers as I'm no longer employed by the pub. Now, nobody questions this until Karen, and oh sweet lord almighty, not even Lucifer could put her on this earth. Now this Karen is not your typical run-of-the-mill soccer mom USA Karen. This woman is a short-haired, only two front teeth, smells like cigarettes, disappointment, and she's the type to spend child support on beer, Karen. She had been sitting at the end of the bar, and me and the bartender on shift knew that she was always a difficult customer. It gets to the end of the night, and manager asks Karen to pay her tab, and Karenness ensues. She said, Why do I have to pay for my drinks? That guy hasn't paid for any of his. The manager then tells her that it's a gift from the owner, as it's his last shift after two years. Karen then throws on her shocked Pikachu face, and she says, But I've been a customer here for so much longer than two years. Why have I never gotten a reward like that? Now at this point, I'm already a little bit wavy from the various pints, and I said, Karen, I'm no longer working here, so I can finally tell you that nobody here likes you, and everybody feels sorry for your daughter, who you drag here with you whenever she's not with her father. Now at this, Karen and the manager both have shocked Pikachu faces. And at this point, Karen says, I'll get you fired. Do you know who I am? The owner is actually my best friend, and you'll never work here or any pub in the village ever again. Now at this, the manager has just seen the perfect opportunity to strike back at Karen, and he says, Is that right? The owner's upstairs. Do you want me to let him know? At this, Karen nods, and the manager gives her one last chance before she embarrasses herself. Karen says, yes. She then smirked at me as the manager goes upstairs to let the owner know that there is a complaint from a customer. The owner comes down the stairs and the first thing he says as he sees Karen at the bar is, oh for goodness sake. Instantly as she hears this, this Karen begins yelling a string of obscenities at the owner. Now bear in mind that the pub isn't empty. Only the last orders have gone so there's still a lot of people relaxing and drinking. The Karen is then asked to pay and leave. She refuses and she throws her pint glass at the owner, and then she's instantly restrained by a few locals and she's escorted out. Now, word travels fast around the little side of town, so within a few days, she was barred from all six pubs and she was reported to the police for not paying multiple tabs all over town, accumulating to the amount around £1,350 for a three-week period. The last I heard, she had lost custody of her daughter. The father now has full custody and he moved away, and thank god because he was always a polite and respectable man. Almost a 1400 pound tab in a 3 week period guys, that's a heck of a lot of drinks and she definitely needed to be banned at that point for her own good. Like seriously, (laughs) her liver definitely needs to take a break after that. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash malicious compliance. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories, and if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, an entitled Karen trespasses on Opie's property to pet her dog, and it goes horribly, horribly wrong. Check it out if you haven't, and myself and Stevie Boy, we'll see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.